Welcome back to the CLE Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Center for Leadership and Engagement. I'm Joseph Perez, Graduate Student Leadership Coordinator, and I'm here with my student leader, Mustafa, today. Mo? Hi, everyone. Mustafa here. Oh, we also call him more on the office. Mo, how are you doing, man? It feels like forever since we've spoken in person, but it's only been like a week, maybe? How I'm doing all right. You know, just trying to find my groove and niche through everything um i think the hardest thing is doing work and feeling motivated to do work that's <sighs> that is the most annoying thing yeah i mean i feel like at this point time's almost relative ever since we transitioned over to online learning and working from home with this whole COVID pandemic going on, I must—I have to say, it's been a jarring change, not not just for me, but for you and other fellow undergraduates, such as yourself. You know, this episode is being recorded on April 15th, and since the beginning of the whole quarantine process in New Jersey, things have certainly changed. Uh, our lifestyles have been drastically altered because of this, not only for now, but also for the foreseeable future. Um, thoughts, move. Um, it kind of sucks in a way. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I-, I would say so. It's just, you know, the way everything has come about, um, you know, can't go- really go outside, can't watch sports. It's been, what, over 30 days. <laughs> Yeah, it almost feels like a a year. (laughs) Um, Like, man, then the NBA tried that stupid horse tournament. Like, I wasn't excited for it one bit. It's just like, you know, constantly watching show after show, movie after movie, you know, playing video games after video games. And I'm like, all right, it's just constant. And just trying to think like, you know, how will this all be it's it's still the unknown because dates will keep getting pushed in order to help make sure like this doesn't continue um and it's hard just trying to you know get the sense of normalcy again you know there's still so much unknown with everything that you know each day you gotta it's kind of like a new day even though every day is the same if that makes sense no i completely understand where you're coming from i mean you know usually when we're on summer vacation or winter break or even spring break you know obviously we'll have things going on in the world such as sports or physical events that we can go to and attend but now it's there's nothing here (laughs) no concerts no there's there's nothing so we have to rely on each other and that kind of leads into what we're talking about today, what this episode entails. Uh, today's topic is leading in the COVID-19 era. How do we lead in our lives, personally and professionally? Uh, being that the majority of us work from home now or attend school from home via Zoom or other means, I decided to ask you, Mu, and the other student workers how they're dealing with being at home instead of being on campus 24-7. I know that the majority of you guys live on campus for the for almost all of your college career. I know if from my perspective, I'm a graduate student at commute. I live probably like 15 minutes away from Montclair State University. For me, it's a drawing change. Like, 
uh, I'm used to having hybrid courses, you know, class online once a week and then class in person the following week. And seeing that it's developed into everyone stay home, don't go out for any reason, it's it's a bit jarring, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, during spring break, before they even put the work from home into effect, I was on vacation, I was out of the country. As you know, I know we spoke about that before, but you know, coming back and seeing everything's changed, I mean, I feel like most of us with such a drastic lifestyle change, it it's it's jarring. It's you know, people probably don't know how to cope with it, how to handle that. It's a different type of stress. Especially people that are in relationships or even people that don't couples that don't live with each other, or even, you know, parents or adult learners that don't necessarily live with their extended family or their, or their children. Uh, I know it's hard for it was hard for me at first because, you know, in the beginning before they even put the lockdown, I came back on the 13th. Oh, no, I'm sorry, the 13th or the 16th of March, and when I came back to work that day, like campus was gone. Like we were all so excited for Jersey Mike's when it opened back in February, and we all went to Jersey Mike's, and now not even like a month, not even a month. And you know they, they happen to close down the non-essential restaurants on campus, and you know I I happen to think of myself as a social person. I like interacting with people, and I also have it, uh, qualities of an introvert. Like sometimes I'll just like staying at home. Uh, I like spending time by myself. You know, quality self-care has in me. But now that we're all on lockdown by force, you know, it's a different perspective knowing that you can't go out when you want to. And also, you know, with my nephew, like I used to see my nephew every week. I used to see my godson every week and now I don't have that opportunity. But people in my house want to go out and I have to show them the way. Like I have to tell them, like, hey, it's not advisable to go out. It, like, just don't. And even when it comes to providing content for for students on campus, obviously it's different. Uh, we had workshops lined up, but because of this whole pandemic situation, I had to take initiative. I had to come up with ideas for us to provide content. And that's why we came up with the podcast. We also have presentations that you guys created that I helped, that we all helped in, in creating. And for, at least from my perspective, I mean, I was supposed to graduate this semester, but I ended up postponing it. Uh, it's just the little things, you know? I mean, we actually have it pretty well compared to other countries. <laughs> uh, I look at it that way. Uh, other countries probably don't have the opportunities that we have. You know, some people probably don't have much access to groceries around here. I know us as a country, you know, we have senior citizen, our you know, we'll senior citizens go in the in the grocery stores first, and that's great. But you know, having having a having a sound mind, having a clear mind, being able to handle being under this unique type of pressure, so to speak. Uh, I don't think none of us have ever been in this type of situation before, where we had a lockdown because of something we can't even see. You know, obviously, you know, doctors. They draw up a render of the coronavirus or the COVID-19, but we can't see it. And it's it's kind of tough. It's kind of confusing, it's especially when it comes to classes. I know in my one of my classes, like our professor didn't reach out to us until like the day of class. 
And, you know, I had to reach out. I had to get everyone together for the most part and ask them like, hey, how are we doing this? How are we getting these presentations lined up? How are we getting these questions for the moderator set up? How are we getting this together? And, it, you know, leadership comes into it. Like, we have to have presence. We have to have a level-headed mindset because some people might be freaking out. You know, I mean, I asked you guys, what do you, what's your perspective on things? How are you guys coping with it? You know, you guys are younger than I am. You guys are in like your late teens, early twenties, and you're and you guys are best dorm. And I'm a commuter, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nah, I think just thinking about how it all came about, kind of how you mentioned earlier about the Jersey Mike's, you know, back in February, you know, just how fast everything happened. I think that's the thing about it. It was just like a, like a snap of the finger and bam. It's all boom, 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 Absolutely. Boom. Like, I still remember, I still remember the, the time when Jersey Mike's opened. Everybody was excited. Remember, we were talking about the lines and how long they were, and it took us like a half hour just to get sandwiches, hot sandwiches at that, the, the Philly cheesesteaks. And now, like, literally at the, at the drop of a hat, it's gone, it feels like, you know? And then, you know, just trying to adjust, because for me, my schedule was busy constantly, like every day, every hour, it was something. Like, and, you know, just like sitting back, waking up like in the middle of the afternoon, you know, watching TV, I'm like, dang, like, I was like, it was like, Every minute I had something going on, whether it was class, work, or some sort of extracurricular activity, I was just busy. And so now not being as busy, it feels it feels weird and trying to adjust to that. Like, I cleared my I cleared my GCAL for the most part. That used to be my life. But now it's like all right. Like yeah. I don't I don't got much Absolutely. I'm like cool. Um, but you know I think it's important still since I am in some of these leadership roles on campus to still I think it's important to stay positive that's kind of the mentality I've been going for for a while absolutely I mean I take things as they come uh I try not to worry about what might go wrong I usually try to worry about what might what can go right uh, especially for my classes, I mean, I'm in, I'm in a, my major is educational leadership in higher ed. And, you know, some of my professors are great. Some of my professors are not so great, but for the most part, they're pretty, pretty good. I mean, they're very accommodating for the most part. They help out a lot. And, you know, it's just a matter of being adaptable, even in these uncertain times, even in these unique situations we find ourselves in. And it's just a matter of staying busy. Because if not, you're going to start to get lethargic. And it's, it's like what you mentioned earlier about motivation. I know for some of the undergrads, they're finding it hard to stay focused. Um, we just got to rise above it. I mean, whether it's, it's... It's absolutely hard to focus. You know, I texted... One of my friends texted me this, and I was like, this is absolutely true. He's like... It's so hard to focus and stay motivated when Netflix is one click away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, you Absolutely. can't be about that. Absolutely. And, you know, at, at least from in my perspective, like it went from being around my family 24 seven to 
okay, now I'm just stuck at home with, you know, my immediate family, but not my entire family. And, you know, leading them in terms of informing them on the COVID crisis, what to do, what not to do, wearing masks, staying on top of the news. And I'm here thinking like, all right, how's this gonna affect, you know, the office going forward? How's this gonna affect the whole school going forward? And, you know, I read it's on CNN that Boston University is considering not opening for the fall semester. They're, co- they're considering op- reopening in 2021. And I'm thinking, you know, that's either a precaution or that's a bad idea or that's a good idea, but it just goes to show how everything has changed in terms of higher education in this whole pandemic. And being that, you know, my, my career is in higher education, you know, I feel like it's something to take note of uh, m- making sure that your students' mental health is intact, uh, being available for them, displaying empathy, and just giving them positive thoughts, man, because, you know, we'll get through this. We've been through worse, obviously. And speaking, you know, to what you said earlier, Mo, about being around all the time, it's like, it's the, and, you know, always on the move. Uh, I feel like that's a geographical thing. I mean, people around this area of the U.S., they're always in a hurry and they're always walking fast. And that was me in a nutshell, especially, you know, with a cup of coffee, iced coffee, whatever the case may be, or even an energy drink or Red Bull or something like that. I would be on it all the time. And now that we all have to, we're forced to slow down a bit, you know, it's like, all right, now we have to take charge. We have to take note of what we're doing and how we're able to benefit each other and the community at large. I think I can kind of agree how you said about higher education, you know, especially for me, that's the field I'm going to be going into. So the way everything has shaped, not only for next year, but the current now, um, I had a lot going for me um, in finishing off the semester, whether it was stuff I planned or had planned on going to. So it was just the way everything has shifted the mindset of everything and, and it it kind of makes me think about how next year will go because I don't know what's going to happen I know some schools are moved like like you said some are either canceling their fall or or considering it or moving their classes online so it's the not option what's going to happen like or people in higher education like how are they going to proceed with things how are they going to do things um, and it's it's a crazy it's a crazy situation because it like i said it's still in the unknown you don't know you know i think it was earlier today when i woke up i saw governor kumo said like he's extending the the date where people have to stay inside till what the 15th of may and but the death tolls are the lowest it's been in 10 days so like you know it's good that you know we're making progress like i feel i i only hope for the health of everyone you know i wouldn't want like death on anyone absolutely absolutely the more people take these precautions the better chance we have of possibly engaging with everyone once again mm-hmm, of course and i think that that's what china's mistake was you know once once they started to see and have those days where they didn't record any new cases you know they jumped right back into it and what happened boom you're hit right again so 
we can't rush this. We can't. Yeah. That's we can't. We just gotta let it, unfortunately, ride its course. I mean, Governor Cuomo, New York. You know, that's an example of good leadership, uh, taking charge and handling the situation as best he could instead of waiting for people higher up to handle it for him or to help him. And whereas with China, you know, they decided to neglect the whole case and they ended up becoming the epicenter for the whole COVID pandemic, at least at first. Um, I read a thing also about how South Korea, I believe it was South Korea and the United States handled the situation. Yes. I think I saw that video. I think it was from Fox News. Uh, I don't. I don't. I think it was an article I saw. I don't remember where it was, but it showed how they both like got cases around the same time, yet handled it so differently. Where we kind of just, in a sense, pushed it aside and didn't really do anything with it. While South Korea, on the other hand. They were on top of it. They had the thing handled, boom. They had things in place, measured, boom. As for us, it was kind of like, we didn't take those measures. And you know, it sucks to think because those things should have been in place, yet yeah. they weren't. You're right. Um, I think South Korea definitely showed leadership in how they approached the situation. They approached it as, a, as an actual threat because it was so close to them because South Korea is closer to China than the U.S. is. Uh, I think the U.S. showed poor leadership in terms of how they handled it. I think they could have handled it much better, uh, especially, you know, it went from China over to Europe and now it's here in the U.S. And, you know, it, again, it's, it's, it sucks. I'm not going to lie. It's, it could be, could be better, but, you know, I'd rather just take it as it comes and try to see the bright side in it and, try to help you guys out or help out the community at large. You know, people might be feeling the same thing we're feeling right now or they might feel differently. Um, no matter what, I think coming out of this, so much is going to be changed. Absolutely. Um, it, it's just going to, it's just going to affect how, you know, we approach things. Like mm-hmm. if, if we're approach, if we're interviewing somebody or we're being interviewed, you know, what are the odds that they're going to look closer at our hygiene than the actual job description? Maybe they're, Maybe they're paranoid about the whole, you know, Corona thing, the COVID-19 thing, so to speak. But, you know, that being said, I mean, I asked everyone in the, in the office what you guys, how you guys are handling it. And we also have an interview from one of our students. She actually interviewed a, a friend of hers, a colleague of hers. Uh, the colleague requests anonymity. They don't want her name being recorded or the job that she works in. But she is in a leadership position at her place of employment, and she supervises a group of around 40 people. So we're going to play that for you right now, and then afterwards we'll go into what the student leaders think and how they're coping with the COVID-19 crisis, how they're dealing with it, and how they're showing resilience and how to persevere through the situation so to speak so I'm just gonna go ahead and play this interview and we'll be back hi 
Hi everyone, I'm here today with my friend who's a project manager for an advertising company in New York City. I wanted to talk to her today about um, her position as a leader and how the transition from office work to remote work has looked for her and her team. Um, so could you explain to us a little bit about what that looks for for you? Yeah, sure. Um, so I work, so as Ariana said, I work as a project manager for an advertising agency in New York City. My team is fairly large. I think I communicate with about like, I would say, 12 people on a day-to-day basis um and it's fairly high volume account so that means we have a lot of deliverables that we're pushing out to the client every single day mm-hmm. and it moves very fast as well because it's an entertainment account um and as every, i'm sure as everybody knows social media and entertainment move at the speed of light these days because there's so much right so, for sure. so communication has always been a huge component of what i do for my team and it's been that i've really emphasized with everybody um and as, when I was working in the office in person, I emphasized in-person communication as much as possible over email, over text, over anything, just because with a large team and with a high-pressure account, things get lost in translation sometimes and emotions mm-hmm. tend to run high. Uh, obviously, we can, um, for the sake of everybody's health, we've now transitioned to doing things remotely. Mm-hmm. So that's been, it has been challenging. Um, the biggest thing, yes, is that everybody does like voice calls and conference calls. I would say trying to do video calls as much as possible with people is important so you can see their faces and read expressions and keep engaged with everybody. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And then also just with, uh, especially with voice calls, uh, when you have multiple people on the line and you can't see their faces, people end up interrupting each other a lot. Mm. <laughs> For um, sure. Which I know it sounds kind of silly, but it really when you have people trying to contribute ideas and get through a productive meeting when you only have set like 30 minutes for a meeting and you want to use your time efficiently, people going, what, what? Sorry, you go, you go. <laughs> for like 15 minutes, for like half that time is a big waste of time. Right. So being able to see people's faces, read expressions, read when they're trying to say something. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, communications become even more important, I would say. Wow. Yeah. That's thank you so much for your um, experience and sharing. Um, So you would kind of say, I guess, that like one of the biggest challenges is, I guess, just the inability to be in person as a team. Yeah, I I think that um, as what I've learned, I've been a project manager for about four or five years now. And I would say like throughout and I've worked across a few different a few different ad agencies and a few different industries and communication is always the number one thing that uh, gets lost mm-hmm. with it because everybody is so busy trying to get their goal accomplished that it uh, we sometimes lose sight of how we're communicating with people um, about our goal or about like, what we're trying to do and it's important the way, the way you phrase things, the way you say things who you say them to is it, it all matters hugely especially more so now Right. So do you feel like your management style has changed? Like, do you feel like you're like a little more hands on to make sure that that message is going across? Or do you try and like be a little more hands off? Um, sometimes I have to remind my team members to sort of be like, you need to, I can't always be the, the communicator for you. Like I will be in like, I will set up a video call and be there while you try to communicate with the other person. But I, um, just so I can moderate and make sure things stay level-headed but Mm -hmm. I think a big thing I've been trying to do with my team is emphasizing to them that especially now we need to we all need to communicate with each other and I can't be the only person who is uh, who's who is initiating the communication between different departments right sure that's very important yeah 
Um, and so how do you monitor their progress during the outbreak? Like, it has that looked a little different? Like, you can't really kind of look over their shoulder and just see what they're doing. What do you do? So we have um, what's called a hot sheet that we send out that I send out every single morning that has sort of the deliverables that need to be knocked out for the day. And there are usually times the deliverables need to be like sent by. Like this is due by 12 p.m. internally to be sent by the to the client. 1 p.m. Um, and so if, I, if they're going to miss their deliverables, they sort of they have to. It's, I have been trying to encourage them to reach out to me and tell me that they're going to miss them very often. Things are so busy that it's me reaching out, asking, are you still on track with this? Right. Uh, but it's just been, a, and also a lot of this has just been being hugely flexible with the influx of things that have come in because obviously the way we put out content has changed as a result of the current environment. So mm-hmm. it's, it's we have, not only is it high volume now, but we have to be even more careful about mm-hmm. the things that we say. Gotcha. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much again for sharing. Um, and so then just kind of wrap up, what's been like your biggest takeaway from this experience and how will it help you grow as a leader in the future? Um, honestly, I would say one of the biggest takeaways is that I, as I mentioned, I work on a pretty, it's a high stress count and high volume and tensions can run high for everybody. And that includes, that includes me at times having to be in the center of all of this yeah. communication all the time. Um, and so something that this whole work from home experience has actually given me is the ability to sort of close the computer and walk away for 10 minutes and just take a break, take a breather, like whether it's going outside for a walk or like reading a book quickly or just having a glass of water and talking to my mom um, and like the benefit of taking a step back, which is something that I always encourage for everybody else when they get heated and sometimes something that I forget to do for myself. Right. Wow, I love the fact that you point that out because I think that is really important in a leader to be able to know when to step away and like not let your emotions be something that um, kind of like motivates you. You know what I mean? Like not letting that be what is causing you to, to speak, but instead like just speaking based on like what you feel like is the most effective for your company, you know, and learning how to manage that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for speaking with me today. I really appreciate it and I hope you have a great day. You too. Bye, Rob. Bye. I think for this, we have to now more than ever as a society and as a community, lean on each other and really support one another, not only by leadership, but also by being able to follow. Now, I think that personally is the best form of leadership in this era and hopefully doing so will allow us to get through this tough time that we're having in our nation. When I say this, I mean, when you look at the news, you see all these higher-ups, like these medical personnel and the government telling us all the different precautions that we need to take ourselves, such as social distancing, washing your hands more frequently, no large gatherings, trying to isolate yourselves and stay off the streets as much as you can. They're saying those for a reason that's going to help us but sometimes people don't take that seriously take it very lightly so we as leaders in our community need to follow what the higher-ups are saying and actually implement them in our day-to-day so we're in a sense leading by example and really working as a team by helping to fulfill what the higher-ups are saying and leading in our communities when people in our community see that that's how 
we're conducting ourselves as how we should be behaving, people will start to follow and see. But you need to take that first step and you need to be kind of a team player in a sense. You need to be able to lean on each other and help follow out or follow through in better terms with what the higher ups are saying in those communities because you are the one that's living there. So at the end of the day, I think that in order to get through this tough time and the lead in this COVID-19 era to hopefully go back to our norm, we need to really work as a team and really come together as a community, as a nation and follow what the higher ups are saying and implement them and be that example, set the tone. That's how we will lead in the COVID-19 era. This is Fab from the Center for Leadership of Engagement, and I'm here to talk about how I'm leading at the at my house through this whole virus epidemic. So one thing about being here and being a leader is that the most important thing is that leadership does not stop since we're home. It doesn't stop since we're not at campus. And being a leader doesn't necessarily mean following others. It means following what's right for not only you, but others, which would mean staying home. It would mean social distancing, only going out with essentials. And I know that people tend to see staying home as, well, I can have friends over, it's fine. Or they just need to be six feet apart and wear a mask. The point is that we're leaders and that we need to know that even though I want to see my friends, I want to I want to go shopping, I want to do all this stuff, I'm so bored at home, but is that necessarily the right thing that will help all of us? No, not necessarily. I think the sooner that everyone comes together and does their part in this whole epidemic, that the sooner we can get past this and we can start going out again. So I think being a leader does we need to realize that being a leader doesn't stop anytime soon and that we each need to do our own part. Now, aside from that, once we're following that, we're all stuck home and we need to do things to pass the time. So I'm going to mention the things that I've done. The number one thing that I've done was every day I, I have a planner where I, anytime a new assignment is added in class, a new homework, exam, anything due, I always put it in my planner. So that way at the beginning of every day, when I'm still in bed, I can just look through it and be like, okay, well, this week, you know, I just have something to do in a couple of days. And I definitely think it's something that has allowed me to see what's happening. As in, like, right now it's Wednesday, but I know that before I had a planner, I didn't even know what day of the week it was. I just had to hope that I had my Zoom class. And having a planner is something that will really help you stay on top of things. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do that. Now, as boring as that is, another another example of something you could do would be create a vision board. A lot of times people create vision boards for future, as in 15 years from now, or when I'm married, or the places that I want to visit, which is definitely something I highly recommend. It is something that will really remind you of the goals and, and why you're in college or why you're doing the things that you're doing. But, you know, since we're in school, I think another great thing to do would be creating a vision board for things that you want to do before graduation 
you know do you do you want to get that do you want do you want to get that internship at a really cool place in New York City do you want to do you want to create a new hobby something that will create money on the side while during school do you want to if you're in a club do you, do you see yourself doing study abroads all that stuff so i think creating vision boards reminds you of these goals that you have so maybe if you have one before graduation you can constantly look at it hanging on your wall and be like well during all of this pandemic stuff you can just look at it and say okay well once we're out of here i know what i want to do i know that another thing for you to do is now is the perfect time to be looking up montclair's amazing amazingly long list of clubs and activities i'm sure there are plenty of clubs that you haven't even begun to thought of to think of <laughs> i think that's the word but montclair has an enormous list of clubs that you could join that you might not even know of so now is the time to just go online or even classes there are definitely some elective classes that you could look into taking maybe if you've always wanted to do pottery if you've always wanted to do art you can look into oh maybe i i have an extra i have time to take one more elective that has nothing to do with my major next semester or over the summer all the classes i'm pretty sure are online now so maybe there's maybe there's a class that you want to get out of the way that you don't want to do in person now's the time to really look into everything that montclair has to offer that you can do from your home whether it's looking into clubs or looking into classes that you can take or anything like that. Now is definitely the perfect time. You're at home, you're constantly on your laptop. You can be looking things up. So I highly recommend that. And yeah, so those are the things that I've been doing to keep myself busy and never stop being a leader because obviously I still have my job. I still have classes. I still have schoolwork. But creating a schedule for yourself is what's it's what's really helping me keep going because I feel like if I wake up and I know what I want to accomplish to the day, even if it's only one or two things, like creating just going to work or just doing my class and then one other thing. It's I know it's, for me it's helped me stay on top of things and that I'm at least getting something done. So yeah, so definitely I think if if you've created a vision board, definitely definitely tag Montclair in it or the Montclair leadership in it. And we would love to see what you guys are doing or even tweeting us what you guys have been up to during all of this and how you're keeping busy and how you're still being a leader while being at home. So yeah, definitely, definitely let us know. Hi everyone, my name is Mustafa and I'm with the Center for Leadership and Engagement at Montclair State University. And today I'll be going over how, as a leader and as a person, you're going through this whole COVID-19 pandemic. And for me personally, you know, it's been tough. Um, it's been going on for about a little under a month now. And, you know, I think for most people, it might've come a shock, you know, it all happened so fast. And that's kind of how it was for me, you know, it was spring break and, you know, I was enjoying my time and then bam, you know, classes are all online. And then, you know, sooner or later we found out we had to move out. I was someone who lived on campus. So, you know, and I enjoyed being on campus. Um, but besides that, it was also my senior year. 
So it was it was very challenging because you know going into this semester especially, I had a lot of goals and expectations and you know things I was looking forward to, and you know I'm now not gonna be able to do a lot of these things and and you know I know I'm not the only one in this situation um, who's probably felt like that where you know. There was so much that you were looking forward to, and now it's not gonna happen. So being, you know, going through that, you know, was tough. You know, at first I really called it the five stages of grief, really, because for me, you know, I started off in that denial phase, like, like no, 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 this isn't really happening. And then, you know, I finally moved on, and I was just angry. I was like, like, really, why is this happening now? Like, of all, like. Like this shouldn't be going on and really trying to get past that. And then, you know, I was in, in between in the next few stages from bargaining and depression and just trying to think like, like, like you can't be serious. Like, why is this like, I don't, you know, you, you had so much going for you and then just like that gone. And I don't think I've really hit acceptance yet. You know, I'm getting there. Um, now here I am trying to finally get back to myself, you know, and find a routine because it was hard for a long while, you know, most nights just going to sleep four or five, six in the morning, you know, playing games, watching TV, watching movies and, and going through that routine. And honestly, it hasn't been till this past weekend where I finally, you know, cleared my schedule, started making you know, workout routines, you know, and just really getting back to to getting in a positive feeling again and not just feeling like, oh, you know, another day of nothing. And I think that's, you know, one of the important things. You know, you got to look on the bright side of everything. You know, I'm healthy. Um, I'm safe. Uh, my family's healthy. My family's safe. And, you know, you got to be thankful for that, you know, and just hope for the best. Um, for all the people who know someone or is affected by this I hope I hope you make it out of this because that's the most important thing like making sure everyone's healthy that's why they stress to stay home you know I feel like by being home is doing good to everyone and making sure this gets over as quick as possible and that's all anyone could ever want um, you know and, and when you look at it classes and how that's all transfolded now, you know? Do I like the whole online mode? No. It's tedious, professors have given more work, and it's just so much to think like, wow, this is where we're really at right now. And, you know, trying to find that balance because I don't know about anyone else, but I have no motivation to do work. Not at all, not at all, not at all. So it's really, challenging and trying to figure that out like how do you find the motivation to get work done and and do things and I think for myself is putting that time aside to make sure that you're going to get the work done because at the end of the day your grades are important um I know for myself I sought out to finally make Dean's Lift and get my GPA over a 3.0 that was a goal going into the semester of mine and I'm not gonna back down on that goal you know I'm gonna still continue to to go for it so 
I had to find a way in order to get myself back to that work mode because Netflix is one click away, games is one click away, like everything is right there for you to just do nothing and just be lazy for the day. So it's it's trying to find that balance and that time and getting everything done. And you know, I think also some of the tips that I've been taking away for myself is, you know, stay positive and stop looking at the negatives as everything. Like, yeah, I've lost out on a couple opportunities and things that I was looking forward to, but if I'm going to keep thinking about that negative, then, you know, I'm just going to be angry, mad, sad, all the mixed feelings towards the situation. And that'll affect you mentally. So for me, I've been really trying to look on the bright side, call my friends, you know, enjoy the time with my family and enjoy the time with my brother, you know, and really figure out, you know, let's be happy about this. Let's let's really get back to things. And I think that's what also helped me started in my new routine, you know, being positive, you know, going out for a run, you know, get a little bit of fresh air for half an hour. You know, I'm inside most of the day. I can enjoy half an hour. So, you know. That's really how I'm getting through it, you know, friends, family, staying positive. I think those are some of the three most important things. And staying home, you know, I think everyone stresses this, that we want this to be over as quick as possible, and we want everyone to stay as healthy as possible. And by doing that is staying home. So, you know, I'm trying to do that. You know, my family's been doing that. So it's is taking the precautions and helping us get back out real quick. So, you know, I'm thankful that I'm healthy through all this. And it's been tough, I'm not gonna lie, it's been tough, but I look forward to when this is all over. Like, I can't wait and, you know, I hope it's going to be soon. That's all I could ask for. That's going to be over soon. And when it is, I'll be happy. And yeah, but I think the most important thing is stay positive. Stay positive, stay positive, stay positive. Because if you're not, it's going to drag you down. That's really the best thing that I could say. And that's what I've been doing myself. Yeah. But thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone is safe healthy, your family members are well, you know, friends, whatever the case may be. I hope everyone is safe and healthy through this time. And I hope everyone has a nice day. Thank you, Mo. We all have to be here for each other now in this time of crisis. But now we want to hear from you folks, the Montclair State University community. How are you guys holding up during this quarantine state imposed lockdown? And what are you doing to keep sane or to keep yourself entertained during this time? Do you have any tips or tricks to share? Sound off using the link in the description, or you can go to anchor.fm backslash MSU leadership backslash message. We hope to hear from you soon and stay tuned for the next installment of the CLE podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. See you then.